New York's number two sports show. The Rangers beat the Ducks 5-1. to one. This was a good game. They got better as it went along. You know, facing a not-so-good Ducks team, but I, I thought this was a very good effort. And the big thing tonight, it was a milestone night for Chris Kreider. He scores two goals. And as far as the Rangers' record books are concerned, Kreider passes Adam Graves for third all-time in goals in Ranger history, which is just crazy to think about. Uh, 281. So he ties Graves, then he passes him. Within that, on the first goal, he got his 500th point, and then thus 501 for the second goal. And also, the second goal was a power play goal, which was his 100th power play goal, and that ties Adam Graves for fourth um, in Rangers history. So, you know... It's crazy that there's a very good chance, and especially the way things are these days as far as number retirements go. But either way, Chris Kreider, like, there's a good chance that his number 20 is going to be retired. Um, you know, there's still, like, there's still time to go. I think Kreider has, you know, more good years in him. Um, but it, it's taken time. And, and on the one hand, there was a lot of success early on, but also, like, a lot of inconsistency and you know, untapped potential, but he has gotten better as his career has moved on. But it's funny, you know, I'm looking at these career lists and like Mika Zibanejad, like he's, he's only has, he only has six less power play goals in Ranger history than Kreider. And he's played like 250 less games than Kreider. So not to take anything away from him, but it is interesting that Mika, you know, in, in a lot less games, Obviously, Mika became a Ranger about four or five seasons later than Kreider did. You know, if he stays on the Ranger, which, you know, based on his contract, seems like he will stay on the Rangers for a while, he'll be up there as well. But I digress. Obviously, Artemi, you know, uh, in less time than, than both of them has also put up some gaudy numbers. But yeah, Chris Kreider. Um, and, and look, ironically, it's Graves that on both. So not only 500 points, which is one thing but also passing Graves on goals and tying Graves with power play goals. Because look, like for this era of Rangers, like that is the equivalent. Now, you know, Graves, um, you know, not that Kreider isn't a heart and soul guy because he is, but like Kreider in some ways is like more, like as a lot more of a skill set, but Graves was so good in front of the net, just as Kreider is. Uh, the point is, like, that is the comparison. Like, Kreider to Graves is kind of where it's where it is at. Um, and I also don't think it's fair comparing to them because they they do play a little bit of a different game. But at the same time, like, they are kind of like a lot of the goals they score are right in front of the net. And it's just funny that Graves and Kreider, the games played are very close too. These are very, very similar stats. Um, you know, and Kreider's developing like, you know, that that uh, in the last few years, more of a two-way game, more of like a penalty killer, which he wasn't for a while. And Graves was. Graves had 16 stranded goals, Kreider nine. But anyway, um, wanted to give Kreider, you know, his, you know, his due because um, in some ways it kind of goes under the radar what he's done being the longest tenured range, really the only one left from those really good, good years. Um, you know, the end of the Tortorella era and the uh, beginning of the Vigneault era. So um, there's that. Jonathan Quick, again, excellent. He is now 9-0-1 on the season. He 
makes 29 saves on 30 shots. He's just getting it done. Uh, and look, I had said my preference was Igor versus Anaheim and Quick versus Boston. Let's see how it goes. And, and we'll preview the Boston game after we go through this one. I have some thoughts on that. Uh, Adam Edstrom makes his NHL debut and scores a goal. It was with three seconds left. Edstrom looked pretty damn good even before the goal. So the reason why he was in the lineup was Nick Benino was under the weather. So Benino, uh, who actually took part in warmups, it was a last second call. Um, and they ultimately made the decision to put Edstrom in and he looked good. And I'd like to see him tomorrow night versus Boston. I don't know if he will. I don't know if we will. Um, it's a bit of a numbers game, but like, I thought, you know, he played less than 10 minutes. It's not as if he played a lot, but even before the goal, he was making an impact. He's 6'8", has seven goals at Hartford in, I think, about 21 games, is it? Um, yeah. So, he's interesting. It was a six-round pick by the Rangers in 2019. Thought he played pretty well. In the preseason, like, this is someone to just keep an eye on. I, I don't think that there's a crazy amount of upside, but, like, maybe they found someone, like, as a bottom six player um, who's got some size and, you know, he kept up. It's not like he didn't look, like, slow, uh, even though, you know, he's a big, big guy. But um, so Edstrom uh, was a story coming out of this game. Keandre Miller, again, was out due to personal reasons. So, don't, again, I'm not going to speculate on what's going on. He did practice with the team yesterday. Like, he was made available for comments. So I think he'll be back soon. But clearly, he's going through something that we may never know about. Um, whether he plays against Boston, that remains to be seen. But if he doesn't, I, it appears as if he'll be back soon. I, I'd love to have him back for the Brewing game, honestly. Um, I think Zach Jones could struggle in a game like that. To be fair, uh, Jones was involved in a win versus the Bruins earlier, but that doesn't really mean much. But it'd be nice to get Keandre back. But against a more inferior Ducks team, it didn't really matter too much. So, again, the defensive pairs were the same as they were last game. And the difference here was Edstrom comes in, but he know out. And so Brodzinski moves to center with Cooley and Edstrom on the wings on that line. So didn't love the Rangers start. Uh, and in net for the Ducks was their backup goalie. Um, John Gibson was not in. It was Lucas Do uh, Dostal. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, who has some pretty ugly numbers. Um, he's been the Ducks' backup the last couple of years. Um, yeah, it's been a rough go for him this season for sure. So, you know, but I, I don't think the result would have changed whether it was Gibson or uh, Dostal. Um, but. The Rangers did not get off to a great start. You know, they really, um, I don't know, it wasn't horrible, but just kind of slow, and the Ducks were kind of controlling play a bit. Um, and let's see here. Um, the Rangers take a, a couple of penalties. So at 9.23, Trocek interferes with Leeson, then with you know, five, six seconds left on, sorry, eight seconds left on the power play. Uh, Lindgren hooks Troy Terry. So five on three for the Ducks for a bit. The Rangers kill it off the uh, the Lindgren penalty, right? And so I've said this a lot. The penalty kill's been good, but either they'll give up goals at the end of those power plays or right after, and they do give up their one goal tonight right after, where Lindgren has his head down like he did the other night and takes a big hit and eventually leads to a goal because he, he loses his stick. 
He had come out of the box. It's become a bit of a theme. They, they got to tighten up on these, you know, when the, like, after the penalty ends, and it ends up being a goal by Leeson, his fourth of the season from Labushkin at 13-30. Not a great goal by Quick, um, who was great otherwise, but that wasn't a great goal. Again, Linger not having a stick didn't help. Um, I, I haven't liked the play of Eric Gustafson. He was on, like, that, that continues to be a thing, like, where he has not been so sharp lately. The Ducks take a one-nothing lead. But the Rangers tied up at 17.06, and it's a goal by Chris Kreider. His 15th goal of the season from Zibanejad. And Blake Wheeler deserves some credit. Did some nice work along the boards to kind of dig it out. Then Zibanejad does, does an even better job. Makes a nice move. Gets it to Kreider, who shoots and scores. Ties it up at one. And with that, Kreider at that point ties Graves for goals scored in Ranger history. And he also gets his 500th point. But he wouldn't be done there. Second period comes around. And you get some penalties. At the 52nd mark, Truba is called for holding Carlson in the 52 seconds. So literally off the next faceoff, former Ranger Ryan Strom trips for his former teammate Adam Fox. So it's 4-4 four four for a bit. Then at 3.58, Gudas interferes with Adam Edstrom. So Edstrom draws a penalty, but the Ranger power play uh, is unsuccessful. Um, then they get another power play, Labushkin holds Goodrow at 6.32. That Ranger power play was worse than the one before it. But with the score tied at one, the Rangers take the lead and for good. At 11.45 of the second, Jimmy Vesey scores his seventh goal of the season from Fox and Wheeler. And Jimmy Vesey again gets a game-winning goal. So he has, a, like, in, in NHL history, I think, for a minimum of 50 goals scored, he has the, the highest um, percentage of his goals be game-winning goals. Again, it's a bit of a weird stat. But, yeah, like about a third of his goals in his career are game-winning goals. And, again, he does it. Uh, and again, VZ, who was wearing a face uh, face shield like Goodrow because at practice yesterday, VZ was hit with a puck off the crossbar. So kind of the – and I, hey, I thought that VZ and Goodrow, who are kind of like in similar categories on this team in terms of the roles they play and whatnot, like think that uh, Goodrow's been playing better lately. And I think VZ's as well. Um, so VZ with that goal gives Rangers a 2-1 lead. Then Vakanainen trips Brodzinski at 15-39. Nice hustle by Brodzinski to draw this. And then it's a power play goal by Kreider, uh, a classic sort of side of the net tip in by Kreider. His second of the night, 16th of the season from Panarin and Fox. So give Fox two assists there uh, on the night. And with that, Kreider uh, passes Graves for a goal scored at 281. And he ties Graves um, for power play goals at 100. So again, just a big night for him. A lot of round numbers involved. And yeah, again, a milestone night for Kreider. So that makes it 3-1. That was the score going to the third. I thought the second period was better for the Rangers, but a bit of, I mean, the Rangers were fortunate as well. Ducks had some chances that period. The third period, I thought, is where the Rangers really stepped it up and really finished it out strong. Uh, at 3.53, Kalorn cross-checks Lindgren. Power play doesn't score. Then at 14.22, good, uh, Radko Gudis slashes Goodrow. Um, and he was giving him his conduct, uh, Alex Kalorn as well. Um, and on that power play, it's a goal by Mika Zibanejad, kind of a classic Zibanejad one-time slap shot goal, his ninth goal of the season from Panarin. So give Panarin a couple of assists. Uh, Panarin has not done as much at even strength lately, uh, and he's entitled to that. He had a great start. He's, a lot of the productions come on the power play, as we know with Zibanejad from a goal-scoring standpoint especially, but I thought Mika... You know, obviously had that nice assist on the Kreider goal earlier. 
Um, I think Adam Fox's game is kind of rounding into form, which is a good sign. But yeah, it wasn't like for that Trocheck line. A little quiet. I, I actually kind of thought Lafreniere might have been the best of the three tonight. Um, but Lafreniere, in terms of the, the results and points, have not really been there lately. But this advantage angle makes a 4-1. And then with three seconds left, Adam Edstrom scores his first NHL goal in his first NHL game on a nice pass from Goodrow. Give Braden Schneider the other assist as well. And Rangers take a 5-1 lead. They win by that 5-1 score. Um, so nice to see Edstrom score. That's, that's, hey, that's pretty special. Your first game to score a goal. And I hope somehow he's in the lineup tomorrow. And I think the most likely way he is is if somehow Benino's held out again. But to be honest, Benino seemed very close to being in. He literally took line rushes in warm-ups, which you don't normally see. This was like a last-second call. Because normally what happens is the rookies get the treatment where they go on the ice first before everyone. That didn't happen here because they literally didn't know that Edstrom, what was going to happen. So either way, I'd like to see him play tomorrow night just because he deserves it. But I also understand it's if Benino is healthy, like, I guess, I guess that Pitlick would be the most likely guy to come out. But that's also not necessarily deserved. He really, even though, you know, Pitlick's not going to stuff the stat sheet, he really has done a pretty nice job. So Rangers win it 5-1. Tonight, the Bruins beat the Islanders 5-4 in a shootout. So tomorrow night, the Rangers play the Bruins. The Bruins are coming off of this win. Let me see who was in net for Boston tonight. It appears as if it was Linus Allmark. So it'll be Jeremy Swayman. So let me just see something here. I believe it had been Allmark in that, in that game versus the Rangers earlier in the year. It was Allmark. So that had been Allmark versus Quick. And now, seemingly, it'll be the opposite. Um, it, you know, if I'm assuming correctly, which I believe I am, it'll probably be it'll probably be Swayman versus Shesterkin. This is a really big start for Igor, in my opinion. And I think that in order for the Rangers to win this game tomorrow, I actually think Igor is going to have to have a strong game. I think that he will be leaned upon uh, in this one. Like I don't, I don't necessarily see it being where this is like some track meet high scoring game where the Rangers win. I I, I do think that Igor. If the Rangers win this game, I think he will be a big reason for that. I don't think they're going to be able to win in spite of him. So I hope he steps up. And then it'll be interesting to see. Now, your next game's at Toronto. And chances are it'll be Igor. But if Igor struggles tomorrow night, it just makes it interesting. I, I think then it's like you wonder, like, who gets that start? But I do think that if Igor plays well, I definitely think it'll be him versus the Leafs on Tuesday. But that'll be a discussion uh, during tomorrow's episode. Uh, but looking forward to this one, Rangers 27 and one, um, and the Bruins 19, five and four. So very similar records. The Rangers had beaten the Bruins earlier in the season, you know, not too long ago, uh, at MSG. And let's see what happens here. Um, you know, Bruins have not been playing so well lately, but tonight they had a sort of a, a nice gritty type effort versus the Islanders where they kept on coming back, kept on coming back, and eventually got the two points. So looking forward to this one for sure. Hoping the Rangers can carry some of the good habits they had tonight versus the Ducks into this Boston game. But yeah, this is definitely one to circle considering the fact that this is another, you know, sort of powerhouse team in the Eastern Conference. And you had a pretty crazy 7-4 game at MSG. So you would think the goal scoring will be down, but hey, in this season where goal scoring seems to be really, really up, you never know. So again, big night for Chris Kreider. Big night again for Jonathan Quick. Adam Edgeson gets his first goal. A nice Ranger win. They beat the Ducks 5-1. to one. 
And tomorrow night, uh, they will be facing the Boston Bruins in Boston.